0: Welcome to the Dr. Jennifer Blossom Show, the weekly mental ed show for high achieving women professionals. I believe that you, you're a go-getter and as a go-getter, you're a world changer and you deserve all the success without the sacrifice. But in order to do this, You need the right tools and the right mindset shifts to achieve peak performance and the mental edge necessary for you to build your legacy without losing yourself along the way. Here, you'll learn how to use the power of neuroscience in leadership strategies so you can maximize your success your impact, and your mental well-being so you can live at your fullest potential in your personal and your professional life. I'm a mom of two, a rule breaker, a status quo challenger, and believe a life of purpose starts from reigniting the leader from within. It's time to stop fixing what's wrong and start creating what is. This is the Blossom Mental Edge. Let's go. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Dr. Jennifer Blossom show. I am so glad to have the one and only Candy Valentino with us. Candy, we are so happy to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to be here. Yay. Well, it's so fun to have you. And I would love if you would just introduce yourself to our audience for those that don't know you. Who are you? What are you about? And what are you on to talk about today?
1: Awesome. Well, so, you know, I guess a little bit about my story. I, I, started my first company at 19, grew up in a really small town. So my, my thing now is just making sure that people understand that you can literally do anything you want and not from a, a woo woo like space, but from an actual practical spot. I started my business with no money, no corporate background, no education, no degree, and was still able to find my way. I've since then exited multiple companies have built, you know, eight figures in real estate investments. And now I have a book, basically breaking it all down, a playbook for people to understand the whole roadmap of how you can go from whether you're in debt or working a nine to five to how you can build wealth.
0: Oh, I love that. And I think today in particular, this message is needed now more than ever. So your book, Wealth Habits, is by the way, everybody, like everyone watching on YouTube is so pretty. Like on (laughs) your shelf behind you, it just looks great, girl. Yes, got it. Um but tell us, like, why did you write this book? Was there just this passion inside of you? Like, what was that turning point to get this message out in book form?
1: So full transparency, I shoot it straight. Um, I didn't actually want to write a book. (laughs) So it was something that I felt called like it kept coming up in years, like probably over 15 years, it kept coming up like you should write a book. It's such a great story. But I just never wanted to, cause it's so permanent. It's like mm-hmm. tattoos aren't even permanent anymore, but like books and babies are like the permanent things that are always there that are tied to you. So I was a little like, not sure that I wanted to do it, but when I actually stopped being selfish and started stopped being selfish and started realizing that if I didn't have access to books, when I was 16, 18, you know, growing up in a trailer with two teenage parents, my dad was a mechanic, my mom cleaned houses, you know, if I didn't have access to books, if I didn't have a self education, I wouldn't be where I am. And, you know, I thought there's every book that I've ever read on personal finance when I was younger were all by men. You know, there was the Robert Kiyosaki and David Bott and they're incredible books, incredible timeless books. But I was like, maybe there's a little girl somewhere that wants to see, you know, her reflection of her in a book, or maybe there's someone that just wants a totally different life, but isn't sure that it's possible. And so this book is more about um, explaining to people that it doesn't matter what you come from. It's about where you're going and that we can do super ordinary things to create extraordinary wealth. And there's nothing about my story that is unique or special. I wasn't that smart. I wasn't that connected, certainly didn't come from money, but was still able to find the very basic principles that they should be teaching us in school. And I just want to make sure that people are still able to get that information today.
0: Love that. It's such a profound vehicle. Books are whether in written or audible form to be able to transform our own lives. And it, it is, it's, it's like the, the way that you can Reach people and educate people and empower people from that tool, from that vehicle is so just important and empowering today. Was there any point like in your journey of growing up and looking back on your history that really was like, gosh, this is an empowering moment that I want to share with others. Like if you look back now, like that rock, it was like a rock bottom moment or just a really low moment of your life. Just like, you know, I don't want to live this way anymore. Was there one clear moment where you were like, dang, I want to be able to share this message with others today?
1: You know, my, my journey, I don't really have a, a quote rock bottom moment. Yeah. Like I hear so many people talk about, cause I think my childhood and existence was so rough and hard. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I've just always been running hard. I've always been having to stretch and grow. And, you know, coming from teenage parents, we basically kind of grew up together. There wasn't a normal type of family dynamic where your parents guide you and teach you. Like we were kind of all learning together. So I feel like throughout my life, I've always had to be open to really listen to my own instinct, my own gut, Mm -hmm. because I haven't had the external noise or the external guidance to really direct me. So I've really always, and I think an only child too, I've always been really connected with myself, even when it doesn't make sense. Like when I exited my company in 2019, I moved to Arizona and I didn't know one person here. And yet it made, I was in a great relationship. Like everything was fine, but I was like, I need to move to Arizona. Like, even though all my friends were in California and in Pennsylvania, you know, it makes no sense. But I feel like when you really get still and go within oftentimes we know. And so for me, I just felt like throughout my life that there had to be something bigger, something bolder. And if there's someone else out there that could achieve this grand life and do all of these things, why can't I, even though at that point in my life, especially in the nineties, like I remember my mom saying to me, okay, well, you're about to graduate high school. Do you want to be a teacher or a nurse? And no disrespect, those are incredibly important positions and roles and careers, but I didn't want to be either of those things. And I was like, why is it that if I was a born a boy, I would have had access to all of these options, but I can only be a teacher and a nurse. Like, I don't accept that. Right. And I was like, my dad built a, you know, he was a mechanic and built an auto mechanic shop. And I was like, why can't I do that? Yeah. And so I went to um, a little community college in the, in the summer, just trying to figure out if I wanted to to go to OSU. And I remember talking to the guy, the professor who was teaching me business. And I said, Hey, I was like, what business did you build? And he was like, Oh, I never built a business. I'm teaching, I'm teaching business here. And even in my 18 year old brain, I was like, this does not make sense. Mm -hmm. I want to get out. I wanted to make money because I didn't ever want to be poor again. Mm -hmm. You know, my my dad is we're super close and we still we still connect and talk, but you know, I did grow up with a lot of abuse in in the home and not necessarily for my parents, but sexual abuse. And and so I wanted to make sure that I never had to experience that ever again. And so I wanted to get as far away and have options and access. And so I never really had a rock bottom moment. I think that's a long answer to your question, but I feel that My life was just what I, I didn't want. Sometimes we have an example of what to be. And sometimes we have an example of what not to be. I just had the latter one's not better or worse.
0: Yeah. And I think regardless for our listeners today, regardless of what their story is, like we all are on this journey and all of our past look different, but at the core root of that, we each have a decision every single day to wake up and to make that step forward. And so you talk a lot about your intuition. And I think that is huge, especially for us as women. Like we were able to step into almost like this, this it sounds woo-woo, but it is just this intuitive, almost like a feminine power. And it is real. I know it sounds... Yes. You know. All the woo, but like bring on the woo, but cause it is, it's so empowering. So for our ladies listening today, how would you describe that to them? If you're like, Candy, this sounds great, but I don't even know how to find my intuition. Like, how do you find that voice from within? How do you find yours? How do you help other people tune into that?
1: Mm, Such a great question. And it is funny because if someone goes and follows me after this interview, you're going to see that I am not woo. (laughs) Even though we're talking about money, we talk about business, we talk about all the. but there are a few things that are just true, whether we want to classify them as however we want. And what is true is that some of us, I believe all of us, and some of us just know how to listen better. And I think the only way that you can go into your intuition and really listen to your gut is to number one, acknowledge that you've always had it. Mm. It doesn't mean that I have it greater or stronger than you or somebody else. We all have it. What it is, is that you have seeked validation outside of you and from other people, whether it's their opinions, their approval, their permission, instead of just looking deep inside yourself. And the only way you can do that is by being still. And when we're connected to this all the time, this is our constant distraction, clarity and creativity will never come in chaos. And until you can quiet the inner chaos in your body and in your mind and ask the questions, I always ask myself these three questions, no matter what it is that I'm doing, if it's a different company, a different bill, whatever I do investing in real estate, I always say, what am I missing? I don't ask anyone else this. I believe in mentors and coaches and all of those things, but this is a me question. What am I missing? What am I missing? How can I make this easier? Mm -hmm. Because I think sometimes, especially if we came from a situation or a background where things were hard, we're naturally wired to continue to choose hard. And what happened to me in my early 20s and even on and on, but I realized I was still running as hard as I was in the beginning to not be poor, that I never stopped and paused to say, I don't actually have to run this hard anymore because I've made it.
0: Hey, it's Dr. Jen. I know that you are a high achieving woman and you love striving for those next goals in your life. But oftentimes when you are striving for those bigger goals, you feel like you're simultaneously carrying the weight of perfectionism, pressure, self-doubt, and anxiety. How do I know this? Well, because that was me. And if you answered yes, you're not alone. In fact, a recent article states that 92% of high achievers, they're unhappy. So if you find yourself on the treadmill of looking successful on the outside, but wrestling with emotional exhaustion and mental depletion on the inside, then the NeuroEdge Leadership Training Program for High Achievers is for you. My friends, doors are open right now to get on the VIP wait list for the newest training by yours truly on the market today for high achievers like you. Inside the NeuroEdge leadership training program for high achievers, you'll be transformed by making quantum leaps and building a high value relationship with yourself first and then with others you'll experience exponential growth and improve your professional outcomes while simultaneously accelerating the results in your personal life. And hey, one of the greatest features of this is that you're going to expand time and freedom by creating a life of design don't live with regret, my friend. Don't realize that you should have changed a long time ago. The invitation is now. The time to achieve success without that sacrifice, without losing yourself along the way, it's right now. So get on the VIP wait list so you are the first to know when the next round of the NeuroEdge leadership training opens. Just click the link in my show notes or go to drjenniferblossom.com slash edge. I'll see you inside. Yeah. So how can you make it easier? And I think
1: the way practically to do these is anyone that's listening is like, you know what? Well, I don't, I, I don't really know what's for me. I don't know how to listen. You know, this is not my journey, not my path. I want you to sit down with a piece of paper and write down all of the things that you've that you have been through in your life. All of the things that someone thought was going to destroy you, all the people that said you were never going to make it, that this wasn't going to be successful, that you'll never be anything without me, right? I think everyone's probably heard one of those along their life. And I want you to write all of those down so that when you start to doubt this next thing that you're going to do, that you review that list and remember who you are. And the only way that we can get through a lot of these things is to remember who we are and to come back to that stillness. And again, not to be a woo, but this is a very practical thing is to come back to that stillness and really ask the right questions. What do I need to do next? What am I missing and how can I make this easier? Oftentimes we're just not right. We're just not asking the right questions. So we're getting an
0: answer that's not serving us hundred percent when we ask better questions, we get those better results in our life. And I love, like, I'm all about the brain and neuroscience, especially for us as high achievers. It's that mental health portion is one of the first to go. And it's one of the most important for us. We're constantly achieving and striving. And so being able to, you made a comment about, you know, for those of us that have gone through hard things. Like we, well, all of us, but who who naturally cling to the harder things of life. Like it doesn't have to be that hard. And so learning how to ask better questions, to think differently, to clean up that brain and to be intentional and proactive with how we're thinking, how we're, we know what those habits are, how we're choosing to live and show up and, and, um, take charge of your finances. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is a topic on finances. Let's pull it back ladies. (laughs) Um, but it's, it's just so important. So with that segue, okay. You are all about wealth habits. And I love that because when we are able to, I think Chris Harder says like when you make, when good people make great money, they can do great things or something along those lines. And I think it's so true. Like when we are in this place of having financial freedom, we can make such a huge impact in the world. And so what would you say is the very first step in creating financial freedom?
1: So there's an interesting tie from what we were talking about to what you shifted to with wealth. And that is that we will repeat that which we don't heal. And that could be trauma in your life or it could be your finances. If we don't take the steps to realize that maybe what we were doing in our life wasn't creating the result that we want in our financial situation, that if we don't first fix that, we're not going to be able to move forward. And oftentimes people get triggered by finances. They get triggered by money because it often can kind of like kick up these feelings of shame guilt from either not having enough or having a a bizarre script that maybe was implanted by our family or our relationships or somewhere along the lines. But if we don't actually take a look at where those come from and fix them, we can't actually do the first things. I always say that think and get rich will only get you so far. You have to do to be wealthy. It's not one or the other. I can give you all the practical steps, invest in your IRA, live live within your means, like have an emergency fund. But if we don't first fix in your brain, And we don't stop telling ourselves this perpetuating self-fulfilling prophecy that, well, I'm not good with money or I have all this debt. You're not going to be able to do the tactical thing. So the very first step is to fix that. And that's why it's the first chapter in the book. And I literally say, this is not fluff. This is not woo, but we got to fix this first in order to teach you how to save more, earn more and invest more, which are the main bulk of the book. And then the last chapter is talking all about giving more because more than just a, a, a saying, like, that's how I've lived my life. Like I, I built wealth. And then when I was 25 years old, I bought a building and donated it to charity and started a nonprofit. And, you know, since then we've rescued I don't know, 10,000 animals and help at risk youth kids that are in a foster system. We have an adoption center and a 62 acre farm sanctuary. And, you know, it's a viable, living, breathing organism that is going to survive long beyond any business that I build, any house that I have as a rental property. Like that organization will live beyond me. That's what true legacy is. And that's what true wealth is. You know, if, I often say, if your goal, if you're listening right now and you want to, you know, build a bunch of wealth and you want to buy a bunch of things and you want to drive around with your Rolls Royce, whatever, no judgment, but don't buy the book. Because Mm -hmm. if that is your only reason to build wealth, you have missed the entire point. Building wealth isn't just about the money that we make. It's what we do with it. And not just in some piffy line on the internet, but an actual thing. And so Wealth Habits is all of the practical steps, but it also is reminding us why we're doing it. If the goal is just to accumulate a bunch of things and look rich,
0: we will never be wealthy. Totally, It's this internal shift and almost like this legacy approach to building wealth. And why do you think this frame of mind is so important?
1: Well, I think that if you do it with the wrong intention, right, we can do any, we can do the right thing, but with the wrong intention, it'll never be right. So you can take all the right steps to building wealth, but if you miss the point, you will never be fulfilled. And I think that that comes with age and wisdom. It's like, we sometimes do all of this stuff and we think it's going to get us something, but that's because we don't have the data in our lifetime to understand that, oh, I did that before and I wasn't happy, or it was very short lived. Don't get me wrong. I have all the nice things. But I can promise everyone listening that it is a very, very small return on that money because it's, it's moments you sign the papers, you write the check, you get your new fancy Range Rover G wagon, what it is moments that it's actually going to create value in your life. Mm. But when you go to an, like an organization or a child or a family that you were able to help because of your wealth, that's what gets you at your core. That's when you start to feel something that you will not understand the feeling of unless you experience it yourself. And I'm super fortunate to have been able to experience that at a really young age and have always been driven by that. Like, you know, even in here in Arizona, it's, it's like, what can I do? What, you know, what message can I ser- send to people? What mission can I serve? Who can I help? Because it's really easy to have a lot of leverage when you're poor or when you're in debt or when you're broke, or when your bills are beyond your means, like that's easy to have leverage. What's hard is when you already have a level of wealth and people look at you as attaining success and you you're not struggling. Things are well, it's really hard to continue to strive and grow when you have already made it. Mm. And the only way you'll continue to do that is to focus on what you can give because you've already, you already have so much. So it's about being okay with where you are, appreciating where you are, and stretching to where you want to go—it doesn't have to be an or; it's an and. Appreciate where you are and what you have, and stretch to the next level. Yes. But if you're always focused on the next and you don't appreciate now, you'll never ever be happy, let alone fulfilled.
0: Hundred percent, because you're never there. It's like the treadmill—you you get it, whatever you're going for, and then you're on to the next thing, and you're never fully present and in the moment. I love the and piece of that. And just that internal shift that that so many of us need just practice and experience and, and just really live into. It's just, it's so important. You have two terms I want to break down for our listeners, uh, financial freedom and wealth building. Is there a difference between the two? And if there is, what is it?
1: So wealth building is the action of what you're doing. It's the habit. It's instead of taking, say, for example, your earned income that you make in your business or in your job and spending it on things, cars, boats, houses, clothes, kids, whatever, right? Instead of taking your earned money and spending it on things, it's taking your earned money and investing it and then using the dividends on that asset to then spend money on things. It's a completely different shift and it's something that I would guarantee 99.9% of people that are listening don't know because we were never taught it. Our parents didn't teach it unless you were fortunate that you had wealthy parents that understood this. Our schools don't teach it. So that's wealth building. It's taking, it's playing the long game. It's stopping the instant gratification that everybody is searching and really understanding how to invest your money. And I'll give you a little litmus test. Any of your listeners, if you cannot save, and the only thing I say, save, this isn't like a savings account. This is save money to invest it. If you can't save 20% of your income right now, and you're like, oh my gosh, I could never do that. You're overspending. It's the Mm -hmm. number one litmus test to know if you have too much debt, too many bills, or if you're living beyond your means. If you can't invest in yourself first and your future You're overspending that, which you earn. You need to take that 20%, start investing it where I go through the book, which, you know, somebody might only have a thousand dollars. Somebody might have a hundred thousand dollars. Those are two totally different conversations. And then financial freedom is when you no longer need to trade time for money. I don't need to go do a coaching call or a consult, or I don't need to do any of that. I do it because I feel like it's a place that I serve and I help entrepreneurs kind of like break through the, the missing links that a lot of people that are on, especially now, there's so many people that talk about business, but they've never actually built one. And yeah. so I try to just be like the truth in it all, but I don't have to do that. That's when you have financial freedom, when you do not have to trade time for money. And oftentimes we have people that are building businesses that aren't really building a business. They're building themselves a job because now if you don't show up to the meeting to see the client onto the call to do the workshop, your business is not going to be a machine that's going to print money. Right. So we have to set up businesses right in the beginning. If it's in a business or you got to set your investments up, right. If you ever want to have true financial freedom.
0: Yeah. I love that. Okay, guys. I know we want to talk to candy more, but um, we have to get the book to just figure out the rest of her stories and strategies and all that she has to offer. So candy, thank you so much for coming on today. Can you share a take home message for our listeners today?
1: Oh gosh. I mean, you, you got to start now, like everyone that gets all tripped up of like, oh, I should have started 10 years ago. I should have bought Apple screw all of that. All that's doing is crippling you from starting now, start building wealth. Now you can start it. I don't care if you don't have the 20%, you start with the 5% that you can, because we're not going to walk into the gym and pick up the 50 pound dart. Uh, what is it? Dumbbell, <laughs> dumbbell. <laughs> I'm like barbell, dumbbell, dumbbell without first picking up the five pound weight and then the 20, right? So investing is a habit. Wealth is a habit. And you don't have to charter a Rover to Pluto or create some life altering electric car. Like Any of us, including someone with no degree or corporate background can build wealth. And so the book is literally the no BS playbook of breaking all of that down. It's super raw. It's super real. It's not a bunch of fluff and BS. And it's just what people need. I think right now, especially kind of coming into some of the economic stuff that we've got as a country, but I will leave you with one quote, because I think this is on people's minds with the recession or talk of it. There is nothing that will happen in our country's economy that is more important than your own economy. So the little little control is in your hands. So make sure that you make the right choices, regardless of what's going on around you.
0: Oh, Candy, you are full of it, girl, just full of wisdom and gold nuggets. And everyone tuning in, make sure you grab a copy of Candy's new book, Wealth Habits. Candy, where can our listeners find you? Grab a copy of your book and um, all the details of the things that you have coming up as well.
1: So thank you. The books everywhere, Amazon, Barnes, all the places you buy them. We have awesome bonuses right now, virtual uh, event tickets, all sorts of things. You can go to wealthhabitsbook.com and then i'm candyvalentino.com and everywhere, TikTok
0: and Instagram are my two biggest platforms. Awesome. And we will put all of that for you in the show notes. So ladies, thank you so much for tuning in today and make sure you grab a copy of Candy's new book. Hey, did you get on the VIP waitlist to be notified of the next available round of the NeuroEdge Leadership Training Program? The doors are open right now to get on that VIP waitlist. So if you want to learn more about accelerating your peak performance and harnessing that mental edge to live your life at your fullest potential, don't wait, girl, get your name on the list and you will be notified of our next available training. Just click the link in my show notes or go to drjenniferblossom.com forward slash edge. I'll see you in inside. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Dr. Jennifer Blossom show. Remember, every week is an opportunity for you to grow the leader within, and you can start by taking action from today's show. I'm proud of you, and I'll see you back here next week. And hey, before you go, will you do me a favor? I need your help in getting this message out in front of other women just like you. You can make this possible by sharing this episode with your girlfriends, by subscribing to the show, and by leaving an honest rating and review of the show on iTunes. Your support is everything, and together we can change the world.